Hi friends, you're listening to the Have You Met Ken's podcast where I'm going to dive in to my life, my wisdom, my experience, and in hopes of you listening, we can heal together. I remember five years ago when I really discovered that my life was not my own and it was a really crushing feeling because I had spent the majority of 11 to 25 creating this perfect life that was so beautiful to the people outside of me and inside I felt like I didn't know who I was and I felt like I was suffocating in this world that I had built because somehow I didn't belong in it. And that realization was really scary for me and it propelled me to really reflect on my life and choose one to either stay where I was and to live the life and to just, you know, kind of say like, well, I built this so I need to stay in it or to take the huge leap of faith and discover who I was and to be brave enough to look back on the life that I had built and understand why I had built it that way and how it no longer aligned. I feel like there are a ton of humans out there right now who are looking at their lives and not quite understanding how their life became what it is and they too you too might be feeling like you no longer align with that life and you might not know where to start on really embarking on change and self-discovery because not only did my entire life change in these past five years I have changed and I have really discovered who I am, and it has been the most beautiful and transcendent experience with a lot of heartbreak because change brings growth. And I think something that we probably don't talk about enough is that change and growth can feel really uncomfortable. And when it gets uncomfortable, We don't always have the resources to give ourselves what we need and to support ourselves in the right way. So that discomfort becomes so overwhelming that we actually don't follow through with the changes that we want to see and that we want to make. And I, one, want you to know that you're not alone and that this is just part of the process. And Along my way, I have discovered a lot of tools that have helped me, and I really want to share those with you guys because these tools really helped me have enough love and self-compassion and support to make changes in my life that resulted in me going from having an unsafe and destabilized living environment to a very safe and abundant living situation. It, all the negative relationships in my life and transformed them into beautiful and loving relationships. I am no longer financially struggling. I'm actually incredibly abundant and I also feel so much joy in my life when all I used to feel was pain and suffering and depression and anxiety. And I think one part of that is due to the effects of what I went through in my childhood. You know, biologically, I am more inclined to have depression and anxiety, but I don't think that genetics just do it right? Our environment, especially a traumatic environment, can really make us live in this space and build build a life out of this space that may not align with a more healed version of you. And these past few years have really made all of us look at life and our surroundings and ask ourselves, 
is this real for me anymore? And I think a lot of us have found that the lives that we've built, kind of like I said before, don't align. And it's really scary when you're not 18 or 20 years old or maybe even 30 or 40 and um, you're making changes to your life when you have already established this life. And there's a lot of risk, right? And it feels like there's a lot of fear. And I really just want to help you in this episode understand how, yes, each phase of your life and choice and change may bring discomfort and growth, but also so much knowledge and so much beauty. And that knowledge is supposed to go with you into the next phase of your life and your growth and your development and finding who you are. And I think all of us are getting called to embark on it. And the longer you wait and the longer you say no, the bigger that feeling within you of displacement will grow. And it's terrifying to change your life. It is terrifying to go after what you want the most because most of us have been hurt and neglected and um, done dirty by life, if you will. And we can either sink into that notion and that idea and allow that sadness and depression to take over our lives or we can choose to look at it as a learning opportunity and take those learning opportunities and giving ourselves a chance into the next phase of your life as you grow. Recently, I, um, I had a journal prompt that asked me what I feared the most. And the answer that I came up with was myself. Um, I would say I have had three big new beginnings, becomings in my life. And all of them hold growth and pain and magic and beauty and endings and beginnings. And... One thing that I have learned as I'm looking back on my life right now is that I have always been capable. I have always been intelligent. I have always been persistent and tenacious and worthy. I just never knew that. And we are a human race who has no idea how worthy we are and how all of us are these beautiful creators of our own reality. And I think if we had that knowledge or a little bit more understanding, then our lives might look a little different, but they don't, right? They look how they do right now. And the first journey you're ever going to embark on really is life. And you're going to get to this point where... You might be right now where life doesn't really feel like your life and you need to take a chance on yourself, right? My first big beginning, I guess we can say, in my life was from the age of honestly, you know, like being born to um, 22. That was a huge moment in my life where I look back and I see a little girl who never felt loved, who felt alone and fearful and scared a lot and had understood and learned from adults around her that she didn't have an opinion and she shouldn't have an opinion and that I was meant to be heard, but not too heard, to be worthy and faithful and love will come and to really become this version of myself that would be accepted by everyone around me except for myself. 
these lessons really, really came to light when I had just turned 20. I had just graduated college for being a master esthetician and I um, was doing incredible. You know, I had a great job. I was working at two different two different spas, one of them where I got to meet people all around the world. And the other one, I, you know, really had the opportunity to initiate different regimens and services. And it was kind of like the world was like in my hands at this moment, right? And I had just gotten into my very first apartment. You know, I moved in with one of my really good girlfriends and I was like living in the dream city. I was having, you know, I was working a great job. I was making incredible money. I was going out and flirting with dudes. And then I turned 21. And so I was going out to the bars and having fun and living life. It all came crashing down so hard. And the reason it came crashing down so hard, in my opinion, is because I needed to learn how to fight for myself. And, you know, I went into this moment of my life being so hopeful and thinking that nothing could take me down and that I was on top of the world and here I am, only 21, at the top of the world. And what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I found myself in an incredibly emotionally and abusive living situation Um, with someone who has now since apologized to me for their behaviors and actions, but put me in a position where there was so much toxicity and so much emotional and mental abuse that I went from being this very bubbly, outgoing human who was successful at her job and was getting new opportunities and loved what she did to a woman who was riddled with depression and anxiety, who no longer believed in herself that she quit both of her jobs in an unprofessional way. And I abandoned the apartment that I loved so much because I was so terrified of being there. You know, I left that apartment with only a backpack of my clothes and I would purposely go back when she wasn't there and I would give myself and whoever came with me because I could never go alone because I was too scared. I gave us five minutes to get out of that place from the moment we parked up the elevator, in the apartment, stuff a bag with whatever you can see. We're out of here in three minutes. Down the elevator, into the car, crying all the way back home because I felt so unsafe. And I returned to my parents' house feeling so defeated and also like, what just happened to me? I you know, like I, I know about emotional and mental and financial abuse because I grew up around it and I know about narcissists because I grew up around it and I know about men not taking no for an answer because I have thrown so many men out of my apartment and I know how to be safe when going out and yet it still didn't protect me and I know how to take care of myself and yet I have put myself in the position where I am not able to pay my bills and I am not able to get up off the couch or bed because I am so depressed and I am so numb to everything that just happened to me and looking back at this moment when I was able to get up from my bed and when I was able to look at my life and what had just happened, I learned that for the rest of my life, I will have to fight for what I want. And no one 
will ever be able to be in the position in my life where my career, my financial abundance, or my home will be taken away or become an unsafe space because I gave away my power to do so. I learned so much about codependency and unfortunately not enough because we see more relationships like this come up in my future. But I was able to learn and hold my ground that no one would ever be able to take away my career again. Because sadly, still to this day, I fear going back into aesthetics. And it's not so much as a fear as a, I am not ready to sit with the emotions of that moment and coming back to aesthetics. Even though I am an incredible esthetician, I'm not able to look at that without feeling the emotions of what I went through back then. In every phase of your life, you are going to learn something new. In this first phase of my life, I learned that I have all the opportunity and all of the strength and wisdom and resiliency to fight for what I want, but you have to know how to hold on to it. And you have to know how to create boundaries to hold on to it. And I had known what I had given up, right? I had known what I had done to myself. And going into this next phase of my life is where I was really given a lot of mentors who helped me and developed me into a woman who would be empowered enough to support herself, to excel and fight and own her career in addition to seeing really incredible and healthy and beautiful relationships, which I had never seen before. And I really needed those examples to be able to cultivate what I have now, which are healthy and beautiful and sustainable relationships that have respect and compassion and um, mutual love, right? So when I was 22, that had all happened, right? I had graduated from aesthetic school. I was killing it at my career. I moved into the apartment. It became incredibly toxic and I fled. I fled from my life. And so now I was at rebuilding phase number two. How was I going to choose to show up and rebuild my life? And what did that look like? For me, I, you know, I couldn't go back into aesthetics. I couldn't go back into touching people therapeutically and giving them them these incredible facials. And I couldn't go back into that with where I was at. And, but it was the only thing I knew, right? Um, And so somehow I got this opportunity to be an aesthetics instructor, which opened up so many incredible doors for me. One of which was to work for Kim Jaynes, the founder and creative director of Borboletta Beauty. Kim truly changed my life. She is one of the most phenomenal mentors I have ever had the privilege of learning from. And so when I turned 23, I became an aesthetics instructor. When I was 24, I was recruited by Borboletta Beauty. And initially, I was going to go into their education department, but they were still building out what project they wanted me to be a part of. And so the other position open was to be Kim's executive assistant. And I had had a little bit of executive assisting experience before I was good at it. But man, did I, if I knew how much this woman would help me develop, it would have been the position I went for the very first time. When I started working for Kim, I was, I had just returned back to the LDS church because I felt like 
it was a safety net to catch me when I felt so unsafe in life. And I was living at my parents' house, um, and I had just gotten myself in a better financial position. But emotionally and mentally, I was still very much destroyed. I had zero self-knowledge. I had zero self-worth. I doubted myself constantly, and I really didn't have anything positive to say about myself whatsoever, even though people around me were telling me that I was strong and I was beautiful and I was brave. All of that went in one ear and out the other because I didn't believe it at all. And let me just tell you a little bit about Kim. If you know Kim, she walks into a room and she owns it. It is her room. And so when I first met Kim, I just like remember being in her office and feeling like this like tiny ant and there was like this beautiful butterfly in front of me and I could not believe that I was working for such a magnetic and positive and powerful woman. Kim really pushed me to open up my eyes and my heart and my emotions in every way possible. She pushed me to look at my life and to question everything about it because up until this point, you know, my life had been pretty sheltered. I grew up Mormon. I had just returned to the Mormon faith. And yes, I had had exposure to drinking and, you know, sex and boys, but Life, that's not life. Life is so much more than that. And Kim really opened me up to a community of beautiful humans and women who would build friendships with me and who would make me feel valuable and loved and who would open up doors for me with possibilities because they saw my potential when I didn't even see my potential. From working with Kim and it going so well, I then had the opportunity of diving into the Brand Ambassador Program, which is a program of like, you know, 100 to 500 lash artists. And all of these women, we come together and we have parties and there are soirees and there are you know, Zoom calls, and I was the one who was able to help Kim lead all of these incredible decisions and conversations and initiatives to expand the lash world. And I kept always thinking, like, who am I to do this, right? And it wasn't until I really started working with Craig, Kim's husband, When he really pushed me and even demanded me to start admitting and seeing my intelligence. Working with Kim, she allowed me to really see myself as one day becoming this powerful, ambitious, capable, magnetic powerhouse of a woman And she showed me how to do it. She showed me how to walk the walk, talk the talk, how to get what you want, how to never stop dreaming, how never to take no for an answer. She really, really pushed me to demand what I want and to get it because I'm worthy and deserving of it. That really didn't collide with me you know, all of these ideas were floating around me and within me and kind of on the surface of me. And when I started working with Craig, he was the first man in my entire life who has ever told me that I am intelligent and that I hold power and wisdom and it needs to be heard. Those words rocked me to my soul because not once Had I ever thought that my opinions held value? Not once did I ever think that my ideas were prosperous. And it wasn't until I was in meetings with Craig 
and he before meetings would take me to the side and say hey like if you have something to say I want you to say it and if I said it and I was being challenged he would support me and if I was being supported by other executives in our meetings like underneath the table he'd give me like a fist bump you know like he was so supportive and helped me so much to own my voice and to really understand that I even had a voice. Kim and Craig were also one of the only relationships that I ever saw that was healthy and beautiful and sustainable and where they were partners. And that was also another incredible gift of working with them was being able to redefine the love I would accept in my life. Because going in to this period of my life working with them, I had no idea what I deserved or what I was getting was not even close to what I deserved. And Kim and Craig opening up my ideas to the opportunity and possibility of having a beautiful partnership where I'm also able to be successful in my own life and and in my own pursuits and come together with a part every single night. Like that was, you know, what the, I had never seen that in my life. That just like blew my mind and my world open. And in this period, I was given so much love and so much support that I was really able to heal from everything that had happened. I was able to accept what happened with my aesthetics career and how I could still incorporate it into my life and teach people and be knowledgeable about it. And maybe I didn't have my own practice again, but I could still help people, right? Um, I could still use that knowledge in a way that was useful and giving back. I no longer felt the pain and honestly the disappointment in myself from what had happened in that previous friendship and what had happened to me. I now understood that real love was out there, whether it's platonic or romantic. I understood how friends treat one another and support one another and show up for one another because Kim did that for me every single day. And I had never had someone in my life do that for me before. Kim did that for me. And so in this second period of my life, I was healed by the people who didn't even know that they were healing me. And I took out of that understanding what real friendships look like, what real relationships that are healthy and chosen look like, and how to fight for my career and for what I wanted, and to never take no as an answer, and to really understand that when you have an idea, when you have cultivated something in your mind, that is so beautiful and fulfills you and gives you so much purpose, no one, no one knows it better than you. And you have to be resilient and you have to be grounded and you have to understand your purpose in order to never allow those no's and honestly the haters and the people that want to see you fail You have to have those things in order to never allow them to gain on you. And this was incredibly vital because as I was working with Borboletta Beauty and I was really transitioning into this period of my life of this understanding, COVID hit. And all of our worlds blew up, right? I had just gotten to a position where I had really gained enough self-love and self-respect and um, abundance and happiness and positivity and love. And when COVID hit, 
everyone lost their job. Everyone was sitting at home wondering what they were going to do next and who they were. And we have all heard it. People went through major life changes, divorce, um, families splitting up, people splitting up, you know, leaving careers and professions that you thought you'd be in your entire life, closing down businesses. I mean, we also really had to reflect on the world that was surrounding us and how it wasn't really real. We had to look at racial injustice and crime and our world and our government and all of those things together, I know made me feel incredibly overwhelmed. But in addition to that, it made me feel really lost. Like, who was I? Right? Like, I had spent my entire life becoming one version of myself. And I failed and I got down and, you know, like, I fell really, really hard. The second phase of my life, I fought harder than I had ever fought. I worked harder than I had ever worked to get where I was. And I still didn't know exactly who I was or what I wanted or what I wanted to pursue. And now I was 27 looking at my life saying, what am I going to do? Who am I going to become? And I feel like the resiliency and understanding that I gained from that first new beginning and the love and the empowerment and the support that I received in my second new beginning really propelled me to have the strength to go in to this third phase of my life, choosing myself so fully that I didn't care who or what I lost. I just needed it to happen. I needed to become it because I was suffocating and I felt so lost And I had no idea who I was or what my identity was. And I wasn't relating to the life that I had built around me. And so when COVID hit, I really started to look at my life and say, what doesn't fit? Right? What what is no longer making sense to me? One was my career. I didn't want to be an executive assistant anymore. I felt like I had really grown beyond that. And so I really started to do a lot of purpose work. And purpose work is really, you know, where you have prompted journal entries that really allow you to dive deep into who you are, what you find joyous, what you're good at, and, you know, really empowers you to define what your purpose is and how you're going to pursue that. When I started my purpose work, I had no idea that I would be launching a podcast, telling you guys all of my life stories to hopefully become relatable enough to help you not only heal, but never feel alone. And not only was this next phase of my life really centered around purpose work, it was also centered around choosing myself unconditionally, without fear or retribution of losing everyone and everything around me. I decided that COVID was my new chance to embark on rebuilding a life that I truly felt was aligned with mine and with what I wanted and not only what I wanted, but what I deserved. 
And man, was that such a beautiful journey. And I look back on it and I am so grateful and so thankful to everything that happened to me because I was now sitting in a position where I was looking at my life and it was my chance. It was my chance to change the relationships in my life and ask for what I deserve to change the ancestral pattern of relationship abuse that existed in my family and the lives of everyone surrounding me. It challenged me to look at the relationship I had with my body. It challenged me to look at the relationship I have with humans and with men. And it challenged me to identify the areas that I was truly unsatisfied in and to make them new. And as life would have it, there was a new learning lesson right? There was something that I needed to break, a pattern of mine that I needed to break and that I was really being forced to look at. And that was my relationships. When COVID hit, I had just moved in with a good friend of mine and our relationship, our friendship became very codependent. Um, You know, I was often the receiver of emotional and mental abuse due to her own suffering that she was experiencing and her own pain. And I was very much her caretaker. And when you are a caretaker in codependency and you also are codependent, it becomes this really unhealthy pattern of back and forth emotional and mental discomfort and abuse. And I knew it wasn't right. And I knew it was something that I needed to change in myself. And this forced me to go into therapy, which was the best decision that I had ever made in my entire life. Because Jules, my incredible therapist, really walked me through why I was choosing the people that I was choosing and why I accepted codependent relationships. And the only reason that I even thought I could go to therapy was because I felt like I was worthy of it. And um, I felt that my life was worth figuring out. And my therapist really challenged me also to not run. That was something that I was learning in this period of my life was that I needed to learn why I was choosing the relationships I was choosing and that I needed to try and work through them instead of running from them because the process of learning how to work in relationships, even if on the other end you end up not being friends or in a relationship with that person, You have to understand how to ask for what you need. You have to understand how to ask for what you deserve. You have to understand how to show up for yourselves when you're not getting or receiving what you believe that you are worthy of. And that in itself, the act of showing up and demanding a certain type of treatment and acceptance and love is one that I will have to do for the rest of my life because there are patterns in my life where I choose incredibly codependent and narcissistic friends and partners and if I never know how to ask for what I want or what I need or what I deserve then I'll never know what I need or what I deserve and When I practiced those conversations and boundaries and healthy beliefs of myself, um, I was really showing up for myself. And I learned that not everyone, even if they care for you, even if they love you, cannot give you what you deserve. And so you need to make the choice to choose yourself. 
And as easy as those words sound, it was an incredibly difficult process. And there are so many humans, especially women, who are in relationships that no longer serve them. And they are in friendships that no longer serve them. And leaving those friendships and those relationships is so incredibly hard when you don't know what you're worth or what you deserve. And I think we are in a very pivotal time in our lives where a lot of relationships are ending and a lot of people are growing. And that is for a reason because we truly all do need to love and accept one another a lot more. And when I decided that this is how my life would look and this is how I would um, embark and accept relationships, I learned a new way of fighting for myself. And that gave me so much strength going into this next phase of my life because with working with my therapist and working through my codependency, I found myself in a position in life where I had lost a lot of friendships and I had lost family and I had lost people who I thought would be by my side forever. And I wasn't sad. I wasn't heartbroken. I, if anything, felt a million times better because the way they were treating me was no longer tainting my life. It was no longer, no longer dimming my life. And I had worked with my therapist um, in relationships for a year and a half. And COVID was still going on. And I had gotten to the point where I had worked through so much and healed so much with my therapist that I felt like, one, I could return to work, and two, that I could embark on this new journey um, with a lot of love and a lot of self-compassion and the belief in the wisdom that not only was I worthy, but that I belonged in this life. And that belonging led me to really believe in myself and to go after what I wanted. And I honestly do not think this next opportunity would have ever happened if I hadn't healed what I needed to heal. And if I didn't take the chance on myself with therapy and fighting for myself to show up in life because I truly had never shown up or fought for what I wanted. I had really just been the receiver of what I would get. And um, a year and a half into COVID, I was in a really, really great place in my life. I had felt the best I had felt emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially. Even though I wasn't working, I was still able to be financially abundant enough to take care of myself. And this next opportunity came to me from out of the blue. A recruiter called me and asked me if I wanted to work for Rachel Parcel. And at first I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know if I want to get into executive assisting again. Like, it was so, so hard. And yes, it was incredible, but I just don't know if I have it. And I got on the phone with Rachel and I realized how much of a magnetic, creative genius she was. And our interview felt like I was talking with one of my best girlfriends. And I saw her and I knew what she needed. And I said, let's freaking do it. Like, let's go for it. Rachel gave me permission to show up as the healthy, intelligent, persistent, and capable Mackenzie. Rachel creates whatever her mind comes up with. And she really showed me that the only person who ever gives you permission to pursue your dreams is you. She showed me how to give myself permission to have everything that I wanted. And as my world started to crumble around me with relationships, because I was 
setting boundaries and asking for what I needed and having hard conversations. I felt this peace and I decided to take a chance on myself. I'd put in so much work. I had committed to healing my suffering and the universe sent me a mentor after mentor to lead me and guide me and show me how I could create the world that I saw for myself. And through working with Rachel and taking everything that I had just come into this new moment in my life with, which was healthy boundaries, a belief in myself, worthiness, love, and the belief that I could work for anything I wanted. Rachel showed me that I have permission to take everything I want and not take it in a way that is harmful to others, but take it in a way of owning the space and my voice and the woman that I am and giving it out into the world to receive beautifully. And with all of that love and beauty, I really was sitting in Utah and I didn't understand how I still felt like I was suffocating. I had done all of this work. I had been given incredible mentors to learn from. And this right here was the moment where I ultimately chose myself, not what I owed other people, not how I played a role in their life, but what I needed to become the best and most fulfilled version of me. And deep in my soul, I felt like moving to the Pacific Northwest was the right thing for me. And it got to the point where I couldn't avoid the nudges or the dreams or the thoughts and the universe kept giving me signs to move. And so I said, I have to, I have to move because I cannot live this life of an empowered woman feeling like I'm suffocating in the space that I am in. So I left everything. I um, had an incredible job with Rachel and I loved working with her and we were both heartbroken the day I told her that I was moving to Washington. I packed everything up into Sue, my Subaru, and I made the 15-hour drive to Washington with absolutely no plan other than to take this new healed version of myself and to choose me every single moment of the way. I chose to pursue my dreams of living in the Pacific Northwest, starting over as a more healed version of myself and to take the chance on what I believe is my purpose work, which is to help others heal, spread love, and to truly let you know that you're not alone. I am now in Washington. I've been here for a year and a half. The first year that I was here, it was all a moment of decompression. I feel like from 22 to 28, six year span, I was just thrown in for lesson after lesson after growth after growth to really come to this version of who I was. And I learned so much. And I had the intention of starting this podcast sooner. And there were some things I still needed to learn once I got here to really show up for myself and for you and for all of those listening. My ultimate goal with this podcast is to help humans, to help you heal, and to help you see that you have a beautiful and bright life. And I want to empower you to choose yourself. Life hasn't been easy for most of us. And um, I think if I could ask anyone listening to this podcast today, they would say that life hasn't been easy for them either. And we as a human race really are breaking generational trauma, choosing different lives than our parents, and we're finding our belonging and real substance of who we are and what we want. Life is hard enough and we need each other. So not only do I want to show up for you and share my knowledge, I want to show up for myself. I want us to help each other. 
I want us to have bold, beautiful, and bright lives because we truly believe that we're worthy of it, and we are. The work to get to a point in your life where you choose yourself 100% is hard, and it's beautiful, and it's worth it. And if you are thinking of changing your life, getting up and totally leaving everything you know, it is the best thing you will ever do. If you are in a position in your life that you can't do that, however you want to make subtle changes, you are more than capable of doing that. This time in my life, with everything that I have learned, everything that I have been through, everything that I have demanded and asked for, it doesn't really feel like another beginning. It feels like my becoming. It feels like the first time in my life that I have really shown up as myself for myself without hesitation or without fear of what or who I might lose. I show up in my power because I hold it and it is sacred and I know how to hold on to it. I am able to still light up a room and network and have conversations and know who I can trust in that room and who I cannot and be okay with setting boundaries with those that I cannot. I now only choose humans who truly love me and see me and would never purposely hurt me. Your life is worth it. Your life is worthy of change. If you are looking at your life and you're scared to make changes or if you know that you need to make changes and you don't know how, just start with one change. I have fallen down and gotten up so many times. And the one thing that I have learned this entire time is that I have always had my back. And as long as you always have your back, and as long as you show up for yourself, and you recommit every single day to choosing you and this new life that you want, life will absolutely give you everything that you ever wanted. You will have lessons to learn, and it's kind of expected that until you learn that lesson, it will show up in your life again and again and again. And it sucks, but it happens. And so maybe recognize those patterns in your life and that will give you an opportunity to choose where to start. There's a lot of fear that comes with change, a lot of what ifs. And your fears are not real. They are fragments of our imagination. The fear is losing love if we choose wrong. And... When you choose yourself, when you empower yourself to choose something for you, whether that is change or whether that is in a relationship, life will always reward you. When we choose not to suffer anymore, fear becomes obsolete and everyone is capable of healing and changing habits and making new choices for themselves and rebuilding your life. And that's what this becoming is really about for me. It's an act of living my life as a woman who believes in herself and her dreams, who is aware of the work it will take and how capable I am, who believes I'm enough and I belong to take up the space that I own, that believes I am enough and I belong to take up space and ask for what I need. Um, that's comfortable in being alone versus in unhealthy relationship and is focused on my personal relationship with myself and who knows what she deserves in personal, professional, and romantic relationships because I know and I set my worth. When I left the LDS church, I was terrified it would change my relationships with my family and somehow there's more love in our relationship. When I stopped aesthetics and I thought I'd never find anything again, I found my ultimate purpose. When I chose myself instead of unhealthy relationships or men who, didn't, who treated me poorly, I met a beautiful and loving relationship with myself 
that has sustained more than enough love. When I was terrified of my loneliness, I learned persistence and routine in how to truly show up for myself. When I left Utah, I was scared I'd fail and come back home with nothing, and I've landed better than I ever thought I could, and I'm pursuing all of my dreams. I was afraid that I would give up all of my hard work in choosing myself, and that I would succumb to the past again, you know, and I found a woman who shows up for herself and would never let myself be in my past experiences again, because I trust and honor myself. I have built such an incredible relationship with younger little Mackenzie and my higher self that I know I have my back a hundred and every time we choose to move beyond our fear, you will be hit with a wave of growth. And sometimes it's as brief as a pierced ear and sometimes it's years of deconstructing core beliefs and behaviors. I know a lot of you feel this right now and maybe you don't even know where to start in discovering yourself. And it just takes one choice. It just takes one chance in choosing yourself to unravel all the next steps of your life. And it's really important to remember that whatever it is, you really are worthy of becoming who you are beyond your fears and beyond your limitations that you have set upon yourself in your life. Because that is all I ever did. I only set limitations and fear on myself based on my perceived notion of life. And when I redefined my entire life for myself, I really set myself free because I believed in the choices that I was choosing for myself. No one else controls our lives but us. And some of us have constructed an entire life that feels foreign and unknown And the jump might feel incredibly overwhelming because you've built your foundation up really high. And I promise you that you'll gain your wings and the free fall will not be scary. It will be liberating. This podcast is my passion work. And it's something that I have wanted to start ever since COVID started. And I had to learn a lot of lessons to realize that I was enough just me to speak to you and to share my wisdom and hopefully something that will help you grow and live a beautiful and bold and bright and brave life. You are worthy. You are bold. You are brave. You are never alone. Take a shot on yourself. You're going to fall. And I hope that the stories that I have shared with you Show that you can get back up again after you fall and that each and every time you get up, you will be supported by life because you're not giving up on yourself. As long as you show up for yourself and you choose you and what you know is right, life will support you and it will direct you into a more beautiful space than you could ever, ever imagine. Along the way, you're going to have mentors and if you don't know any, find some. If you don't know where to start, journal and ask yourself and give yourself permission to be 110% honest with yourself about where your life is at and where you want it to be. If that life requires changes, it's okay. It's okay for you to make those changes and you're strong enough to do it. Life is beautiful. And for a very, very long time, I suffered and I didn't want to be here anymore. And when I chose myself over and over again, I realized how absolutely beautiful this life is and that we are all worthy of living. You can do it. You can change your life. You can discover who you are. It is the most beautiful an incredible experience you will ever embark on. And this episode just really touches the surface of an example of the ways that I chose myself to encourage you to choose yourself.
On the next episodes, you're going to hear about how I left the LDS church, how I went through my spiritual awakening, how I redefined relationships and showed up and fought for myself, and how I have truly embarked on the idea of love and creation and manifestation and mental health and healing and spirituality. I'm so incredibly excited to share with all of you everything that I have in this beautiful brain of mine. And I truly hope that whatever you take from this podcast allows you to live the life you have always dreamed of, to maybe not feel so alone, and to feel really, really, really loved because you are. You're never alone. You have purpose. You have belonging. Sometimes it just takes us a little bit longer to embark on that journey. And you're worthy of it. So listen in next week when I talk about how I left the LDS church and embarked on one of the craziest experiences of my life with the universe. I love you so much. I'm so glad you're here. Let me know what you learned from the episode. Rate it. Review it. Let me know how many times I say um, because it's a lot and my theater teacher would be very disappointed. (laughs) Until next time, I love you. Bye.